afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. Patty is very late. Extremely. Uh, <laughs> Patty will be back with us next week. It's Aaron's birthday, so she took the day off so that they could do something, I'm sure, very lascivious that she won't be able to talk about <laughs> next week. And happy birthday to you. I know we won't be on the air on your birthday, so happy birthday. It's right, coming up it's this my, week. Yeah, it's my 92nd birthday on uh, <laughs> Wednesday. Um, yesterday, I did something that I'm really not proud of. Uh-oh. Do share. Yeah, so uh, we needed a couple of things for the house, and so we went to Target. Target had most of what we needed, but they didn't have one thing we needed. So there was this other store across the street called Walmart. Walmart. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> First time in my, my life I've been in one of those stores. The store itself was as horrible as I, I expected. But I went in, I have to say, I was expecting butt cracks and I was expecting uh, fights over masks. And, and we really didn't see that. I mean, I, I was ready to fit right in. And so I, you know, had my hands on my pants ready to right. pull them low. But you know what? Didn't you love the prices? Uh, they were okay. Yeah, they're compared to other places, they're really okay. Uh, <laughs> it was the last thing I was looking at there. I was afraid. That's what keeps me going. I got, I'll just have to deal with the butt cracks, but the prices hard to beat. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so I admitted I've now been in a Walmart. <laughs> it, it basically met my expectations. Gotcha. So, uh, so yesterday was September 11th. 20, 20th anniversary. You know, everybody says, do you, you know, th- that's one place that everybody remembers where they were when they heard. Absolutely. Um, and I, I have kind of a funny story about who I was with and what I was doing at that time. What were you doing? I was at school um, up at uh, University of North Texas, had a really early class. And my next class wasn't until that afternoon. So when you have such a long break, a lot of the students just go hang out in the student center. I did. I fell asleep. They have couches and uh, you can hang out in there, eat and drink. And they have a couple of big uh, TV screens. And I just remember it's, it's quiet in there, though. Um, but I remember just feeling a bunch of people gather around me and I was you know I was asleep but I wasn't in a deep sleep so I remember opening my eyes and like what is going on and somebody said it it is soon it just as never about to tell me I saw the second plane hit hmm. that's how I I find immediately they shut down the campus and told everybody to leave oh really so oh. The cam- campus closed campus closed mm-hmm. I'm flying down 35 coming home um, trying to call Danny's school. You know, he works for DISD. Mm-hmm. And all the lines were down. I couldn't get a hold of it. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know if, you know, he, where he teaches is not far from downtown Dallas. Um, so I was kind of freaking out. Um, but got home, kept calling, couldn't get a hold of him. And eventually he came home. Hmm. But that's, yeah, that's how I found out. So I was at Ray Nasher's house. And okay. this, this was before the Nasher Sculpture Center opened. Uh-huh. I think it was under construction at the time, uh, or at least uh, well under planning. Mm-hmm. And um, there were probably 25 
maybe 35 people there. And we were outside wandering, looking at the sculptures that are now at the Sculpture Center, mm-hmm. uh, the, the ones that he had at the time. They've added to the collection. But So we were looking in his yard, and across the street he had bought another property to house more of his sculptures. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when we first heard, we were in, in his living room, and I was talking to Hadassah Lieberman. Oh, yeah. She's Joe Lieberman's wife. Mm-hmm. He ran for vice president under Al Gore. Uh, and so she was talking a little bit about you know, we, we were talking, well, does Joe think he's going to run for president? And she said, I don't know. It's very hard. Very <laughs> hard to do. Uh, her assistant came over to her, whispered in her ear. And so we walked over to the television and watched. Um, and that was when the reports came in that a plane might be headed for the Capitol. So she picked up the phone. Hello, Joey. What's going on? <laughs> And he said to her, uh, they're taking us, they're evacuating the Capitol, mm-hmm. we're going to an underground bunker here. Mm-hmm. They're going to an underground bunker. Wow. And uh, But as she was getting from him, she was telling, by then, a group of probably 10 people had gathered around her to find out what was going on. Yeah. So we were getting firsthand news. That is firsthand. Uh, about what was going on. And then, of course... Uh, the reception was basically canceled. Uh, we all went outside after uh, after the planes hit, mm-hmm. um, and she spoke for a couple of minutes, not about anything political or anything. Just you know, I, I remember she said, "This is a time when the whole country should come together." Yeah, yeah. Which which was appropriate, and and mm-hmm. the country did. Um, did you know anybody who passed away on September 11th? Fortunately, I did not. Well, I didn't know anybody that I w- was close enough to know right away. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I've found out people who passed away. And yesterday, when they were reading the names, mm-hmm. they got to a name, Pat DiChiara. And that's when I stopped listening. I just couldn't listen anymore. She was a fourth grade teacher in my elementary school. Oh. And she probably taught in the Yonkers schools for five or ten years and decided to go on another career path. And she went to work for Kenner Fitzgerald. Mm. Kenner Fitzgerald was a, a company that was based in the World Trade Center. And it was, I forgot whether it was Tower One or Two, but... Uh, the plane hit directly into Kenner Fitzgerald's offices. Mm. So she was killed instantly. Mm. But uh, my college has a memorial that's been erected to 49 alums that were killed on that day. Um, I know from my hometown, 23 people were killed, um, including the husband of a high school classmate of mine. And three relatives of people from Bethel Benah, my synagogue here, were killed on that day. So I, I know people tangentially who right. were killed on that day. Um, Yet the closest, if you want to make it personal, the closest thing, I, uh, I guess, connection I have to it, you know, one of my best friends lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. And he was going across the bridge when the plane hit the Pentagon. Mm. And he called me freaking out, left a message. Of course, I still wasn't home yet. Um, and he left a message, and I kept that recording for years. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, 
the most eerie, craziest uh, message. Like, oh my God, somebody, I know somebody who actually saw it go down. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah. but now, fortunately, don't know anybody who actually lost their life to it. And um, whether you know somebody or not, it affects all of us. It affected all of us. Um, I was thinking about this, like, how many ways has it affected us? Probably the most obvious one is the airlines. Mm-hmm. Airports are run completely different now. Used to be, I could go to the airport with you, David. If you're going to the, pl- you're the one who's flying. I could still walk you right up to the, to where you to the gate to the gate. Right. <laughs> I can't get past. <laughs> I get barely get past the entrance door now if I don't have a ticket. Okay, so there are th- there were different levels of security, and for a while, maybe it had to do with which airport. So my father would pick me up at LaGuardia when uh-huh. I'd go up to New York to visit him, uh-huh. and LaGuardia had cut off for a number of reasons people going to the gate earlier than that, uh, or earlier than September 11th. Okay. But my father worked at Sing Sing, which is a maximum security prison Mm. just north of New York City. And um, so he had his prison pass with him. So he would pick me up when I'd fly up to New York to visit him. And he'd show the prison pass to uh, to the people at security and say, I'm picking somebody up. (laughs) (laughs) They're thinking he's picking up a prisoner. prisoner. Right, right. You know, and he the first time he met me at the gate, I said, how did you get to the gate? He said, I showed him my prison pass. Wow. Wow. Hey, I, use what you got. I don't think that would work anymore. I don't but, think that'll uh, work anymore. I wonder why they um, had that level of security even before. Um, and, you know, partially it was security, but partially it was because LaGuardia was the most horrible airport in the country. Mm. And the terminals were just so packed, crowded. That if you had people going to their gates, people uh, escorting people to the gates, there was just no room for anybody. Right. You know, the, the, the terminals, uh, the, the fingers that would go out toward the runway that right. the planes parked around, what are those called? I, I, I don't know, but I know you're talking But you know about. what I'm talking yeah. about. So uh, they were so narrow that there just wasn't room for people. Gotcha. You know, it was designed for little 50-seat planes, and here were jumbo jets flying into the terminal. So they're in the middle of fixing that, finally, (laughs) after all these years. Um, The other thing about the airport is now, you you know, of course, now there's just a security about who can go into the airport uh, up to the, uh, the gate, but what you can put in your bag. You right, no drinks. No drinks. Um, if you, you know, like have toothpaste or mouthwash, it has to be what? Two ounces two, or something? I think two or three ounces is the max. I mean, it's all of that exchange. You can't go in there with food. You can't go in there with drinks. Um, you have to do that after you actually get in the airport area. So mm-hmm. a lot of things have changed. Uh, the, uh, the American airport system has changed forever because of 9-11. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, do you feel safer flying? Yeah and no. <laughs> yes, but there's always, you know, some other 
circumstances that can cause the plane to go down. Um, and then here recently, in the past year or two, passengers are just out of control. They're not terrorists, so to speak, but... Right, their reasons are not terroristic reasons. Right, right. But they are, you know... I, They're certifiably crazy. Th- thank you, thank you. They're certifiably crazy. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but people haven't been strapped down and held down and taped down because they are losing it in midair. So that doesn't make me feel safe. But that's not something that's going to take down a plane. Who knows? I was going to say, who knows? I, 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 well, again... Going back to 9-11, now because of 9-11, the cockpit is it's, it's secured. You can't get to the, uh, the mm-hmm. pilot. Well, before you could. Um, oh, not only could you, but it was routine right. to take all the kids exactly. one at a time up to meet the pilot. Up to meet the pilot, yeah, absolutely. So now you can't do that. So that helps. Um, but, I mean, I guess... Knock on wood, you know, I guess if somebody was really determined to, and, and there's there's this notion out there, I don't know if it's true, that all airplane flights have a, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, an air marshal. An air marshal, but you don't know who they are. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know that every flight does. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the notion or the belief out there, because... Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on that that's not true because I've seen so many of these videos of people losing their stuff in midair and I don't see anybody coming to the aid. It's usually just regular passengers and the flight attendants trying to um, hold them down until they can get to a safe landing. And I don't know that they'd reveal their identity as an air marshal. Well, maybe in a case like that. Maybe in a case like that, I think they would. So, yeah, not sure. Not sure. But so yeah, I feel safe in some ways and other ways. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, I only fly maybe once a year, um, twice a year at the most for jo- uh, for, for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, you? Yeah, I fly only a few times a year usually, yeah. and I haven't flown since the pandemic. I flew to Same visit here. relatives uh, like a week before the the lockdown, mm-hmm. um, and. Interestingly, the only people that I saw wearing masks at the time, and this was just a week before uh, everybody was wearing a mask and everything shut down, uh, was a couple sitting next to me. And I looked around the plane to see if other people were wearing masks. Mm -hmm. So they were available and people were talking about it, but everybody wasn't doing it. But it was a couple that was next to me and they had flown in from Puerto Rico. Mm. So, hmm. I, I I don't know if they were being more vigilant there, or it was just these two people who were right taking more care. But I haven't flown since then. We were scheduled to fly last summer, but we Danny was so uncomfortable with getting on a plane, mm-hmm. so we did not have to cancel. Well, speaking of pandemic, uh. Joe Biden made a mandate this week, mm-hmm. signed an executive order, that any company with 100 or more employees must check vaccination status, and everyone either must be vaccinated or be tested weekly. That's for companies 100 or more. Mm-hmm. So that would actually, you know, I, I don't know what our status here is at KNON. More than 100 people are on the air. 
there's 60 shows. Most shows have yeah, but we're not employees. Two people, but we're not employees. We're volunteers. We're volunteers. So I, I, I'm pretty sure Kano is exempt. But everybody here is vaccinated, as far as we know. As far as we know. So. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, a lot of companies are already moving that way. My company made that announcement uh, three, four weeks ago. It's not, they're not calling it a mandate, but they had a deadline for employees to be vaccinated or they cannot come into the office. They just have to work from home. Um, so you're getting unvaccinated? <laughs> no, my position is already made permanent at home. So, but I still go into the office whenever I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I might need to print some things and or whatever. Um, so I, I I can go in because I'm vaccinated. And a friend of mine, who's oh, I'm not going to name the company, but a pretty big company, big national company, they started doing this in July, made, making it uh, mandate, mandating vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So corporate. Big corporations are already were already starting to do this. Well, a number of hospital systems yep. were doing that. Yep. Not all, though. Not all. And it's surprising how many people who work at a hospital didn't refuse to get it, and, and they're coming in contact with it yeah. more than anybody. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um, from my understanding, I'm not a nurse or I'm not a doctor. I don't work in the medical field, but I have family members that do. In order to do work at these medical facilities, you have to get all kinds of vaccinations. So what? I don't know what the difference is with this one. To go to school, you have to have exactly vaccines. Exactly. Same thing. If you go, if your child goes to an, uh, an American public school they have to get certain vaccinations. That's not even up for debate. If federal employees will be required to be vaccinated or uh, be tested be weekly. Tested. Mm-hmm. Um, nine states, though, have banned mandates, including Texas. Of course. Uh, and including Florida. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just won an appeal on the mask mandate. Oh, he did. He just won an appeal. Yep. Yep. Um, let's talk about this a little bit more. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis, and we'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. I'm Dallas City Councilman Adam Medrano, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And that's an old one, I guess. Yep. Because he's not city councilman or or Mayor, mayor Pro, Tem. Pro Tem. But speaking of Mayor Pro Tem, we have our current Mayor Pro Tem, Chad West, who'll be our guest next week in the studio. So talking a little bit about 9-11 and mask mandates. You know, the thing that is so ironic is the country came together when 3,000 people were killed. In Dallas, Tarrant. Denton and Collin County, four counties in North Texas. That's not even including all the suburbs. Doesn't include Rockwall. Doesn't include uh, Ellis or any of the surrounding counties. Just the four main counties. We just passed 10,000 deaths. 10,000. Nationally, we're approaching 700,000. People are dying at the rate of 3,000 every two days. Mm -hmm. Yet on September 11th, the country came together Maybe because it was an outside enemy? Um, I'm sure that's part of it. But this has been so divisive. Why do you think that is? 
you know, it's hard to put logic to it. It really is. I mean, you can you can chalk it up to the Trump supporters. I, I think it's going beyond that now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. It's just hard to put logic to it. I don't know why um, a disease that doesn't discriminate, has no political affiliation, doesn't care who you are, why that's become so uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, divisive. Um, vaccinations are nothing new. Vaccinations have been around since, what, the 1800s? Mm-hmm. Um, so they've kept many of it. Uh, they Plus the smallpox vaccine, which was the first vaccination. What they discovered was if you had been infected with cowpox, you seemed to be immune to smallpox. So they came up with this technique to vaccinate you with a little bit of live cowpox. Right which doesn't affect humans, but you'd still develop antibodies to it. They didn't know that's what was going on because we didn't have the scientific knowledge at the time, but they infected you with cowpox with those little pricks in the um, forearm Mm -hmm. or or in the upper arm, in the upper arm. The forearm was the tuberculosis test, but in the upper arm... Uh, and it would infect you with with a minor amount of cowpox, and you became immune to smallpox. That was a live vaccine. Right. These vaccines are not live. You can't get right. COVID from it. Right. Yeah, and but, you, but, so they've come up with other reasons not to take it. I was going to say, to be honest with you, I, that's one of the very few reasons I've heard for people not taking it. But, you know, that's always been the reason with vaccines about whether or not uh, it's safe to take the polio vaccine. Is it a live vaccine? Well, the oral vaccine, the Sabin vaccine, is not. Um, and all of the vaccines that you take now, other than the smallpox vaccine, which they don't even give anymore because it's basically been eradicated. It's been eradicated. Um, all of the vaccines don't use live virus anymore. Right. But that was always the excuse. Oh, well, what if? Right. And with the flu vaccine and several others, oh, well, I might be allergic to it. There's no allergy in this one. Nope. Yeah, so, but yeah, particularly with the COVID vaccine, that's not one of the reasons I'm hearing, though. So what are the reasons? So I've heard everything from just general it's not safe to it's not necessary because I'll create my own, my body, I'm healthy, my body will fight it off itself, um, to it will make women sterile. That's, that, that's the one that's been, uh, grow, that, that rumor's been growing legs. Do you know what makes weeks. men and women sterile? <laughs> Ivermectin. <laughs> I'm surprised that stuff didn't flat out kill you. <laughs> They've been studying it. <laughs> And 80% of people who take ivermectin, mm-hmm. and I guess enough of it, right. it might not just be one dose, but who take enough of it. And that's the drug for anybody who hadn't heard this, that people it's have It's a horse dewormer. Right. It's not for human consumption. And you know something? It is if you have certain parasites. But it was developed for horses and sheep right. as a dewormer. Right. But that can cause sterility. So... That's a fake excuse yeah, not to take yeah. the vaccine. Okay, it's not safe. You know, I get that one 
asking if it's safe at the beginning of the vaccine trials. But there have been more than 100 million people who've taken this vaccine. And are fine. And are fine. A few people have had a reaction. And when I say a few, I mean a few. Yeah, a few. 700,000 people are dead from the virus. And a few people have had reactions to it. And a few. Now, the one reason... Um, it did, this was, you know, last year. It, uh, people were jumping on. They didn't want to take the um, AstraZeneca because in Europe, there were, they didn't really find a correlation. It was more of just coincidence that people were developing um, blood clots. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not. They're 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 saying they're really not correlated. But that one in America, that I, I don't think that one's even been. It hasn't F- been. It hasn't been FDA the one approved. It's one you have. Um, but as far as the uh, Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Johnson and Johnson, and I think there was something initially wrong with the Johnson Johnson. They had to fix. I forgot what it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what I that forgot. was, but um, but they 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 corrected it. It, it delayed it, its introduction, right? But. Particularly with Pfizer and Moderna, haven't heard anything. Everybody's okay. So, do you know as far as a reaction to the vaccine? And this is genuine. The vaccine I got, I was nauseous and I was dizzy. Had a little bit of fever. Um, lasted about a day and a half. Get the vaccine. I'm telling you, I got a reaction to it. So plan to yeah. get it on a Friday. Plan to get your vaccine on a day when you can take the next day off, maybe. Right. But uh, I had a reaction, and my reaction to it is, but get it. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, I know a handful of people have had reactions to getting the Moderna and the Pfizer. From so, the Pfizer, the reaction thing. I've heard more than anything is headache. Now, I've, I've, a couple of people I work with, they have fever for a couple of days. Okay. Um, but again, that's a small price to pay. Do you know what the fever indicates? That it's working. Uh-huh. That it's working. Your body is developing antibodies. Right. right. But the vast majority of people, I, I had no reaction. I know, I know I'm not like everybody. Everybody's not like me, but I had no reaction. I remember the second, because they were saying if you're going to have a reaction, it's probably after you get the second shot. Mm-hmm. It, with the Pfizer. With the Pfizer. So I got the second shot, and I remember Danny kept calling me from work asking, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? He's like, you got the second shot? I'm like, oh, I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. That's not, it was no reaction. So when we were concerned when Gabrielle got the second shot, same thing, no reaction. vast majority of people are just are totally okay. And even if they did have a reaction, after a couple of days, they're fine. But the reaction means it's working. It's working. Exactly. So it's not a terrible thing. Exactly. You know, and there are other vaccines that um, people say they've gotten reactions to, uh, like the Zoster uh, shingles vaccine. Yeah. I had no reaction to that one at all. Mm. So it's not like I always get a reaction. I really wasn't expecting anything. Um, Flu vaccine, I usually don't get a reaction to. Me either. But, get a um, every year. I, I did get a reaction one year, uh, oh, a few years ago, and it was because it was for a particular strain of the flu, and they were vaccinating you against multiple strains. 
Right. And I remember getting something of a reaction that time. Um, but normally, again, no reaction to the flu vaccine, which right. some people do get a reaction to. Um, but, so, but people who are saying, is it safe? I understand at the beginning when they first rolled it out, eh, I want to wait a little. I get that. Makes perfect sense. There have been 100 million people or more that have gotten both vaccines. And they're fine. And they're fine. And 98% of the people who are in the hospitalized have not had the vaccine. I didn't know what more evidence you need. And 99.9% of the people who have had died. real bad reactions needed ICU and have died. Right. We're not vaccinated. We're not vaccinated. Please and, get the vaccine. And, and then here's, here's one other excuse I've had, which I haven't heard it a lot, is... I have how I have underlying health issues like I have an immuno uh, immuno Immuno deficiency or suppressed immune system. Well, if actually those are the ones who probably need the shot. I have a cousin who has some health issues. Um, She's been wearing masks way before Mm -hmm. um, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, She would her doctor say you're you're absolutely one of the people who need the shot. And she's gotten she's even had her booster shot now. Well, she's fine. Somebody with a suppressed immune system, it might not have the same effect, but it'll have some effect. If you contract COVID, you'll still get a lesser case of it than you would have gotten without the vaccine. And yeah, you might need that extra boost. Mm -hmm. But if but if you have if you're uh, a suppressed immune system and you don't get the shot at all. Okay, then, yeah, you're really probably running a high risk of hospitalization, if not death. You know, I I get from the county the um, daily statistics, Mm -hmm. and it lists the age of the person, their city, and whether or not they had underlying health conditions Mm -hmm. And in for the people who've passed away. And in most cases, there was an underlying health condition, especially in somebody who's younger. But it's still helping them. It's still helping them. Or it's helping a majority of people with underlying health conditions. Mm-hmm. It, and some people just can't fight it off. Diabetes seems to be one of the major mm-hmm. uh, conditions that uh, causes a more severe. Right. And they don't really know why in particular diabetes. But Well, d- depending on how advanced your diabetes is you have all kinds of other organ issues it affects all your organs so yeah that's that that's that, you know it, it's not surprising i don't know that they know exactly right. where the problem is since it's a a, a disease that settles in the lungs more right. than anything mm-hmm. um and diabetes of anything doesn't affect the lungs as much as not it does. the lungs but definitely other organs so yeah, yeah. anyway but get it if you have underlying health conditions please get it i was gonna say but you're probably the number one person who needs to get it now the the ones that make no sense is they're injecting something that's going to track you <laughs> i've heard of that one also because something that's like a half an inch uh, big, because right. you can feel those tracking things in your dog, <laughs> in their neck. It's not going to go through that. It's not going to very go through fine that needle. Very very fine needle. So fine that you barely feel it. Seriously, I get shots every month. I get allergy shots. Mm-hmm. Those suckers burn, 
and there's like I get two or three at a time. This COVID shot was nothing compared to those. Yeah, getting that shot was really nothing. It's it, nothing. It, it, they used the finest needle. The fine. I mean, it's almost like a baby needle, and it took all of what three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's so quick and over with. You know, the other excuse I've heard is I don't want to be told I have to get it. That too. Yep. You can't tell me what to do. That's same thing with the mask. You, you can't, can't tell, tell me, me what, what to, to do. do with my body. Right. But it's not your body. It's not just your body. You're affecting other people. Right. You don't have the right to spread a virus to somebody else if there's a way to prevent it. Yep. So, to, to answer your original question, I don't know. I have yet to hear a logical reason why most people who are refusing to get the COVID shot, um, I, in my opinion, I have not heard a really logical reason. The one that you don't have a right to tell me what to do? That sure, uh, they, that carried over into the abortion law that yep. was just recently passed. So Texas has a new abortion law. Um, we're trying to get Ken Lambrecht, uh, who's the head of Texas Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood. Uh-huh. on the show. Uh, he didn't get our message until too late in the week and right. couldn't schedule it for this week. But we'll get him on. He's been on before. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that's so insidious about this law is the only enforcement is vigilantes trying citizens. to suing other people. Mm-hmm. You can sue somebody who had an abortion or who aided and abetted in an abortion. Right. You can sue them for $10,000. So the New York Times asks today whether the lawsuits can go against companies, since companies are people, uh, but companies that offer abortion protection in their insurance policies or um, I don't know if you've heard about I think it's Lyft they've agreed to cover all the costs legal costs if one of their drivers um, gets sued because under this new law they can because they've driven somebody because they've driven the woman to get the uh, to the clinic to have the procedure and didn't tell the woman to get out of the car right they they just drove them to a destination Right. So, I mean, that's even if the woman tells the Uber driver, I need to go to 3850 Central Expressway uh, and just gives an address, gets out of the car and pays, he can still be sued. He can still be sued. Because he drove her there. Right. Um, when they, and they also explicitly tell their drivers not to be asking why are you going to such and such place? Which, I mean, rightfully so, is none of your business. They need to go to get from point A to point B. Your job is to take them to point B, drop them off, get your money, and go. Which, since, since when do cab drivers, I know they're not a cab driver, but since when do uh, drivers have the right to ask, why are you going into such and such place? And that's, that's going to depend on whether I take you or not. Makes no sense. It'll be interesting to see. I hope the first people who are um, sued are companies because a company can fight back. They can. Whereas an individual really can't. So, and, and this is something that needs to go to the courts because uh, you, you don't have – this is such an odd law because you can sue even though you don't have standing. This gives standing – to anybody and everybody 
who is a, who who just finds out about some person they don't know who had an abortion. But but it's it's so crazy because okay, you can have an abortion up to six weeks. Okay. You find out somebody had an abortion. How do you know that it wasn't six weeks? How do you know it wasn't six and a half weeks? How do you know if it was eight weeks? That means you have to, you're going to have to get into their medical records. Who's going to turn over the medical records to some stranger to tell you how far along she was in her pregnancy? Well, so it's just it's it's against just, HIPAA laws. It, exactly. That's it's so against HIPAA laws. So it's like, this is so, I don't know how this law got passed. I can almost deal with the six weeks ban. Of course, I don't like it, but I can almost deal with that. But the rest of it is like, how did this even get passed and become law? Because they could. Right. Because they could. And, 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 and it's nothing more than that. And, and it's, it's just remarkably crazy that the Supreme Court didn't stop this. Now, they didn't rule on the constitutionality of it, so it can still go back up to the courts, and I'm sure it will. Well, but putting a law on hold doesn't rule on the constitutionality of it either. But it would at least stop this from going into effect. It, it would have, but I'm saying right. no matter what they had done, it doesn't rule on the constitutionality. Right, but now, because they didn't at least put a hold on it for the next year or two because it takes a while for things to go through the courts and work its way up to the Supreme Court for the next year or two or three this law can remain on the books and people are having to suffer in the meantime well it's going to be really interesting to see what cases are actually accepted by courts because I would think most courts would take the case and throw it out because you don't have standing you would think you know we need to get an attorney on the show to uh, right to explain it, uh, and I'm sure they don't know because there aren't any examples because nobody has standing, nobody. and so far nobody has been sued. So far, well, and all of this might be a mute point because in a case that's coming up, I think it's is it out of Tennessee, Mississippi, Mississippi. So their law that's already in um, it. That has passed and gone to law, but has been put on hold. They have, I think it's a 12 or 15 week ban. And they're saying this is the one that's going to be a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade. And that one will be heard this in October. In October. Yeah. Yeah. So Roe v. Wade could be uh, overturned. We'll see. We'll see. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis. And we'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, I'm CeeDee Kerbin, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. And this is Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis. Patty has the week off, and she'll be back with us next week. Uh, We were just talking a little bit about some of the new laws that have passed. Uh, This week, Abbott signed in the voter suppression law. Uh, and also a, a new law that will – it targets social media companies, and it's a social media censorship bill is how it's being referred to. Uh, it prevents social media companies from censoring anything on their websites based on ideology. Uh, and Laurent's shaking his head and going, uh-huh. Yeah, like this is really going to have an effect. Okay, so you're saying that you don't think that it'll, it's enforceable since they're not based here. 
Well, it's not that they're not, they're not based here. You're telling private companies what they can and can't do with their own websites. Um, yeah, but we believe in freedom of choice. That's why you don't have to get a vaccine. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but face- you, do, you can tell them what can be on their website. So, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all the other ones, I'm sorry, they're, they're not government entities. So you can't tell them what they can and cannot do. So on Facebook their has a right to tell or Twitter has a right to tell uh, Trump that he can't put out and out lies on his Twitter feed. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm sure they're laughing at this non-enforceable law that has passed down here in Texas. You know, Facebook does have a facility north of Fort Worth. I wonder if if the state sues Facebook, for example, mm-hmm. since they do have a facility here, if there is any enforcement action that they could take. That would be interesting. I, I, not an attorney, but I, I don't see how that. I, I think Facebook's reaction to it would be, okay, we'll take our business elsewhere. Yeah. And our whole computer network that, that runs through the Fort Worth right. system. Right. Yeah. So you don't think that one's going to be enforceable? Um, I don't see how it could be. Before it can be enforced, somebody has to sue one of the social media networks. Do you think that's going to even happen? Oh, I'm sure it would. Ha- I'm sure it will happen. Because Ken Paxton is crazy enough that yeah, you can sue, any, sue Facebook. There, there's for, all kinds of frivolous lawsuits out there, but that doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere. We'll see on that one. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one is the voter suppression law. Democrats worked tirelessly this they summer did. to try to avoid that one, and um, uh, their walkout got broken, so everybody came back in, tried to filibuster, basically, uh, although the House doesn't really have a filibuster, but th- they did all the delaying tactics they could within the House and leaving the state. Um, how much of an effect do you think it's going to have? I, I don't know, but it, it will have an effect. See, and I don't re- remember all the details of it, but here are some of the ones off the top of my head. So no more drive through voting. And that was particularly they went after Houston did that. Houston had a big drive-in voting um, this last election. And you did drive through voting. I did drive through voting. Um, because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic. So now they've outlawed that. Um, uh, Houston did 24-hour voting. They did 24-hour voting. And that's now illegal. That's now illegal. Uh, some parts of the state, though, the voting hours actually got extended. For an hour. And uh, something else that they is illegal it has something on Sundays. And I forgot what specifically what, the, what it was. Well, now they one. can sell alcohol at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Which you probably can't go vote. And that, uh, from my understanding, that will hit a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of the religious community, particularly the African-American community, because they go vote after church. And also some of the larger churches charter buses and mm-hmm. bus people to the polls. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I'm surprised that they didn't outlaw is what Dallas County has now done that I think is wonderful, and that's that you can vote at any precinct. 
Yes. That makes voting so much easier. Yep. You don't have to drive home, especially if you don't live near your poll. You don't have to drive home, vote, and then drive back to work or... You can just literally go wherever the nearest nearest uh, precinct to where you wherever you happen to be. Fire station right behind my office. Yeah, convenient as can be. Yeah. During lunch, walk over to the fire station, vote, come home. There's a precinct. Go, go back to the office. Uh, I mean, I think it's like two blocks away from where I mm-hmm. work. Patty uh, is election judge in uh, a, an elementary school mm-hmm. near her house. So all the teachers came in to vote. They're right there in their building. There's no reason that you can't vote. It, it's only Dallas County, and where it gets confusing here is you might live in the city of Dallas, but not in Dallas County. Counties control voting. So for a Dallas city election, if you don't live in the county of Dallas, you have to go by your county's voting rules. Right. That's where it gets a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would think that that countywide voting is going to spread because with computer programs, it's real easy to just type in your precinct uh, and your county. Uh, you type in your precinct and uh, your ballot comes up. Mm-hmm. They double check your street and your address. Yes, that's my address. Great. Here's your ballot and you vote. So nice and easy. It's nice and easy. Um you know, th- th- that's been the case for early voting. In early voting, you can vote in, in Dallas County. But it was only, um, I mean, so therefore the technology's there. What's the difference, right. whether it's all several hundred precincts or if it's just the 10 or 20 right. early voting and, and I've locations. done that several times, several elections. I voted um, in early voting. I didn't vote in my precinct. I just voted wherever. <laughs> well, your precinct's not open r- 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 when for I, early voting. No, it was. But I just I just wasn't there. I have, there's a precinct right down the street from where we lived. I just happened to be somewhere else in Dallas. I'm like, you know what? It's early voting. I can go anywhere, and I did. Right. That's the easiest way to easiest do it. Easiest way to do it. Um, before the show's over, I want to talk a little bit about Al- Alfonso David. So Alfonso David was well, he was the president of HRC. Um, HRC is the uh, human rights campaign, the nation's largest LGBT rights advocate group. Um, he was fired this past Monday for his for the role that he allegedly played against um, former now the, uh, the uh, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo was um, charged for sexually harassing eleven different women um, employees, and this has been going on for months now. He, uh, David um, Alfonso was accused of providing documents, basically trying to discredit the accusers. And let me see here exactly what it says. Um, yeah, in, in the report, David discusses David's role in providing personal personnel files on the former uh, on a former Cuomo advisor. Uh, her name is Lizzie Bolin. The files were leaked to the press in an attempt to discredit her. Um, David also helped draft a letter that questioned Bolin's motivations for coming forward. The letter was never published. Now, according to Kim, he says, this is David, he says that he was illegally um, obligated to provide those files, um, but he was not involved in a release, and he never agreed to circulate it. 
So I, I, I don't know about this terminating, this termination. Well, the what other thing think? that they found about him was that he had, even after he left Cuomo's employment, mm-hmm. he had a file with him on one of the women mm-hmm. that he was helping to discredit. Um, you know, I think it tarnishes his reputation and the reputation of HRC. And I hate to see that because I thought he was a real good uh, executive director or president of HRC. Mm-hmm. I thought he was doing a good job. Uh, but it's not about that. It's about you have to have credibility. And his credibility, I think, throughout the LGBT community, as well as outside the LGBT community, uh, among allies, was shot. Uh, if he stayed, I think it would have killed any working relationship between any women's group and HRC. I think it would have been harmful uh, to Black Lives Matter people and group the, the group itself and HRC. I think it just did too much damage. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know me. I... I I'm not. I'm not a fan of terminating people uh, through association. Um, yeah, and and he, I mean, he was he was he was the governor. He was the attorney. He was counsel for the governor. So I kind of see what he means. Where he was obligated to provide those documents. I don't. I'm not. I, I'm not saying he did do something wrong or didn't do anything wrong. I'm not seeing it right now from what I'm reading. And it, for for me, it, it, that doesn't ruin his. Uh, his reputation at all. He was doing his job. So doesn't make me look at him any different at all. I think there were too many people who <laughs> were looking at him differently. But yeah, so I don't know. So I, I understand the termination. I, I hate to see him go because I like the job he was doing. Yeah. So. Um, and they are they're currently looking for his replacement right now. So if you're interested, let HRC know. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't live in Washington, so. I'd lived in Washington before. Never again. Uh, uh, so, Cosby, go. I, I don't know. There's, there's something new about him. You know, a few shows ago when we did yeah. a news roundup, Laurent and I had planned out the whole show, and we'll start with this and start with that. And uh, I threw out the whole thing and just said it was the week that Cosby was released from released prison. From, yeah. uh, and I just said, okay, Cosby, go. Brittany, go. Um, okay, Brittany. There was a new development on yes, Brittany. Was. Um, her, her father, who's the conservator, he has filed um, to have the conservatorship um, completely dismantled. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that happens. Good luck to her. I just saw advertised today there's a new movie coming out. And you know me, it's been so long since I've been to a movie or have been able to even sit through a movie mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. Um, but there's a new movie coming out called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, yeah, I did see that. That I am looking forward to seeing. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when she was here? She was a Grand Marshal of the Pride Parade. I I remember reading about that. It was before my time. Um, So (laughs) she spoke to, yeah, it would be, because um, she spoke to the Stonewall Stonewall Business Association. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that was the precursor to the LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Oh. So she came to a luncheon. And the luncheon was packed because everybody's going, Tammy Faye is speaking to the Stonewall 
Business Association, okay, whatever. She was so good, and she was so appropriate, and when people asked questions, she took the question, what about, you know, how the Christian right has demonized the LGBT community? Mm -hmm. Now, she and her husband were like two of the original TV they were, they people of that, were. of that ilk. Yeah. And she said, we never demonized the LGBT community. She said, they were part of who we were. She was so appropriate. Then it was time in the, um, in the park, at Turtle Creek Park, where uh, there was a celebration, I guess, after the parade. Mm -hmm. And she was the speaker uh, at that. She was so inappropriate. She was just preaching and really? going on and on. Wow. And everybody was, oh, my God, how could they, they have even thought of bringing her in? Wow. She was so appropriate when she spoke at the convention uh, or at the uh, Stonewall Business Association. She was so appropriate and just all of that just suddenly gone. Yeah. So. Well, have you seen Jim Baker lately? Uh, yeah, he looks horrible. I saw him on TV and I didn't even know who he was. I didn't, you know, it's not like, it's not like somebody I follow, but, you know, he's remarried, mm -hmm. been remarried for a while, apparently. And well, she, the two of them were divorced, she and Tam, uh, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he... He's, like, before he went to prison. Right, right. He's been out, he's back doing his show, and it's still on, it's still going. Well, the next show is coming in, so we need to clear out. We're going out with some music from Lisa Messiah. Next week, we have Chad West on the show. All right. <laughs>